and welcome to the Care and Discipleship Podcast. I am Anne-Marie Goudsward, the Director of Communications for IBCD, and I'm here with my husband, Bob Goudsward, who is the Director of Operations for IBCD. Also here with us today is Scott Mell, pastor of Cornerstone Church of West LA. Scott's here today to talk to us about this year's IBCD pre-conference and what is essential for personal ministry. In your upcoming book, so um, I love how you kind of turn a word, turn a phrase in your book, and you talk about a couple words that generally we don't speak of as verbs, but you, you do in your book. Mm-hmm. One of them being truthing. Mm-hmm. Tell me what truthing and love mean. Well, yeah, so, so the, the, the word truthing just kind of comes from that Ephesians 4 passage where it's translated speaking the truth in love, right? We're called to speak the truth in love to one another. But, but in, in the original language, it's actually just one word, truthing. Right? So we're, we're called to be truthing one another in love. And, and while I think that, that obviously, I think I, speaking the truth in love is an accurate uh, translation. It's probably the best translation for it into English. I mean, you can't get convey truth um, without speaking it. Um, at the same time, I think that, that Paul had a, a, just a broader concept even in mind than simply speaking true things to one another. That, 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 that I think he, he, and he not only had this in mind when he taught, but he modeled this himself in his own life, that he, he not only spoke true things to people, but he manifested that truth in his entire life, right? He, he, the truth that he spoke, he, he demonstrated it through his actions, through his, his love in its most holistic form. And so he both taught them about the grace of, of Jesus, and he also showed them the grace of Jesus. He, he, he taught others um, about God's incredible and sacrificial love and, and his beautiful power. And he also manifested that love in, in very real and tangible and practical ways, doing everything he could to, to embody that truth in acts of service as well. And I think uh, one of the things that, and the, re- the reason I like that kind of concept of truthing, um, as opposed to just speaking the truth, is I, I think that sometimes, uh, particularly in our modern culture, we, we think of personal ministry exclusively as a talking ministry right? Whether it's a a therapeutic model or a counseling model, right? If you have a problem, um, then the way we help you is by sitting and simply talking, right? Um, And while sitting and talking is definitely a part of uh, biblical ministry, I I don't think that that a ministry, a love for someone that is only manifest in words towards them, uh, we just don't find that in scripture. Right? We, that's just not a, a, a biblical model for ministry. But the, the, the biblical model for ministry is far more holistic. It, it, it's, it's, it involves far more, um, a lot more different aspects of our uh, life. It, you know, Paul s- says to the Thessalonians, you know, we, we not only imparted you the, the gospel of God, but our, our whole lives as well. He says actually literally our, our entire souls as well. And, and so I think th- when we look at the biblical one another's as the fulfillment of the call that we are given to minister to and to care for um, one another, then, then truthing takes a, a much larger form than simply speaking the truth to one another. Oh, I spoke truth. I gave you a Bible verse. And so check, I'm done. And I can say I, I loved you and now I can go on with my life. But, but really truthing somebody, I, I, I think, involves both speaking the truth in love and 
manifesting that love in tangible ways in caring for one another uh, physically in bearing with one another um, in praying for one another and, and, and all sorts of other kind of service level or surface oriented one another's that we find throughout the, the New Testament. And God, God in Christ is such a beautiful picture of that because yeah, absolutely. He gave us hard truths, you know, mm-hmm. we have these hard truths before us, but he's also given us Christ uh, who died for us, who gave his life for us mm-hmm. cross. And so we kind of see both of those sides where not only do we speak truth, but we give of ourselves to another uh, sometimes even dying, not in the sense of Jesus Christ, but in our, of our own internal desires or wants, we give ourselves to the other. Uh, I heard it said, and I really like the saying, um, truth without love is harsh. Love without truth really isn't love at all. Mm-hmm. You really have to have both of these things together to, to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's such a great, I think it's such a great point because uh, Jesus life is, is, I mean, if, if we're to, model our lives after Jesus's life, follow in his footsteps and his example, you, you couldn't parse out whether or not his like discipleship for him was a talking ministry or an action ministry. Uh, you, you'd never be able to draw the line, right? For, for him, it, the, the two were just so deeply intertwined. So what are some of the barriers? Why don't we do this? What's, what, uh, what's keeping, what's getting in the way of us truthing in love? Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a, a great question because I think uh, all of that, right? Anybody who's read their New Testament would say, yeah, like that's, I, I see that. I, it's obvious that we are called to love one another, sacrificially serve one another, minister to one another in, in those ways. Um, and yet, I think I'll, we, find, uh, we find it really difficult. I think, I think most Christians find it really difficult to really engage deeply with, with, with one another. And I, think, I think there's all sorts of different ways. I mean, um, th- things that get in the way, but some of the, the biggest ones that I've seen, um, one is, one is just busyness. Like people feel busy, right? They're like, um, the, the reality is that whatever time we have, we're going to fill it up. And, and I think when it comes to busyness, I think the, the question is simply, am I busy doing what God has called me to do? Right. I mean, am I feeling my time with, um, and, and, and I think that involves our relationships that involves our various callings and vocation, um, that involves, all of a whole host of different responsibilities. Um, but ultimately, um, I think that's one of the, the things that when people think about ministering to others, they're like, wow, that like, that's gonna take a lot of time. <laughs> I, I've, I've got other stuff I, I need to do. But I think it, it also starts with just one person. And I, I think, secondly, it, another thing hurdle that gets in the way is just our self focus. I think sometimes we just we see life uh, about ourselves, um, instead of looking to see what's going on with others. You know, when, when suffering, as long as suffering's not um, affecting, I, I just last Sunday I was preaching from Isaiah 40 and it, it made me, uh, there, there's Hezekiah at the, or at the very end of, of Isaiah 39, Isaiah tells Hezekiah that his sons are, are going to be taken into Babylon, exile is coming, you know, and, and it's going to come after his life. And his answer is basically, well, that's good news because things are going to be good in my day. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like a jerk, <laughs> but I think the, the problem is we, a lot of times we all have that same feeling, right? We're like, well, Hey, suffering might be happening, but as long as it's not happening to me, I, I don't, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like I'm good. And I think that we feel that, that, that way a lot of time. Um, uh, and I think that that's sometimes that's what gets in the way of us entering into other people's 
uh, suffering and struggles. Um, I, I think a third thing that gets in the way is, is trellis work. Um, and by trellis work, I mean, I think of the, the book by Colin Marshall and Tony Payne, um, Trellis and the Vine, it, it compares the, the difference between in the church between trellis work, which is kind of working the, the, the structure of the church and the organization of the church, and vine work, you know, doing the work of ministering to actual people. I think sometimes we're so busy doing the organization of the church, um, putting on programs of the church, that we neglect the the fundamental things we're called to be as the church, which is caring for and ministering to one another. I think it's a balance that we um, have to constantly be um, careful of, constantly be aware of. Um, the reality is that, that trellis works easier than caring for and ministering to people. And so it, it, it's very easy to kind of slip into that. But, but I, th I think the, the, the two biggest things that get in the way, I mean, those are some things, but I think the two biggest things that get in the way, one, number one is lack of equipping. I think, Oftentimes people just don't feel equipped. They just don't feel like they have the tools to minister and care for one another. And I think that's something that, number one, if, if you feel like you lack equipping, um, I would just, if you're like, that's one of the things that gets in the way for you, I just encourage you, uh, go talk to your pastor. I know like so many pastors would love, if somebody came in and said, you know what, I want to minister to others. I just want to be equipped. Um, I, they would, I, I almost guarantee your pastor would love that. Um, but that's also why we're doing this pre-conference and why we're developing this, um, this curriculum, right, is, is to help churches be able to do that, to, to come alongside pastors um, and to equip them more. And I, and I think ultimately, the, I think the biggest hurdle for most people is simply a lack of confidence. It's the, it's, it's the same struggle that, that that young woman I was talking about in the class yesterday um, has. You know, they just feel like I don't have anything to offer. Um, but the reality is, if you know the word of God at all, if you know the gospel at all, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, um, you can have a lot more confidence uh, than you realize in what God wants to do in and through you in, as you care for and minister to others. Right. No, that's, that is great. I mean, and that is too what we hope, um, like you said, to do with this curriculum is to demystify, if you will, mm -hmm. the, the yeah. we can give to each other in, in churches and, and anywhere really, but um, just to make it uh, simplified, I guess, if you will, but also less frightening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's so important because we've, um, in our culture, we've made the care for one another's and stepping into one another's mess really scary. And um, when God is the one ultimately at work, it doesn't have to be. And, and it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be um, uh, something that, that we feel like we, we can't even engage in because God doesn't want us to fix it. He doesn't want us to be the solution. We don't need to be anybody's savior. They already have one of those. Like, like we, we, we just get to walk alongside one another and, and in, in so doing, fulfill uh, the call he's placed on our lives to, to love one another well. Well, this has been great, Scott. I really appreciate you taking more time than you probably thought you had to take for this podcast. But um, could you just sum up for us, what is your primary hope for the attendees that are coming to our pre-con? Um, what, what do you hope that they're going to take away from this training? Well, I, I, I mean, I think it gets actually just to that, that last point. I mean, my hope more than anything is that they be through this, this training, through this time, that more than anything, they'd grow in confidence, confidence in the word of God, confidence in the spirit of God working in them, confidence in their, their own God given ability to 
make a genuine and real difference in the lives of, of the people around them. Um, confidence to step into other people's messes, e- even when they feel like they're completely in over their head, knowing um, that, that God is um, working through it, that he desires to work through them. He desires to use them in real and tangible ways. And, and that hopefully they'll, they'll also, that, that confidence will also come from um, the fact that the, the goal of the training is to be uh, incredibly practical, to be really, really simple and practical so that they can grab onto things that aren't, you know, um, super com- complicated or convoluted or, you know, uh, 30 questions they have to remember or memorize to try to ask someone in a situation like this, but, but, but simple things that can guide them forward and practical ways that they can, even just the very next day on their way home, they can begin to uh, put into practice as they seek to, to love and care for those around them.